What's up? Welcome into the show. Um, I'm your host, Ian Sork. Um, if this is your first time listening, this is the Thoughts Podcast. We have a full crew tonight. Um, Michael Scholl making another return. Second time in a month. Never been done before, so we're really proud of him. Azan <laughs> Paperno, James Tringali, and uh, I'm Ian Sork. Have a couple of different things we want to go over tonight. Um, want to talk about the MJ doc a little bit because of how awesome that was and how I think great these next few weekends are going to be just watching that. Um, want to get to the draft, obviously talk a little bucks. We're talking more bucks now than, um, I think the bucks have gotten more coverage in the last month, um, last day than they had in the previous 10 years. So I'm here for that. I'm excited. Um, I'm all in on the bucks, obviously. But let's start with the draft, specifically with the quarterbacks. Um, really want to go over a few of them. So Tua, Herbert, Burrow, Love, who I'm actually – I'm interested in that, that last one. But, Mike, I want to start with you. You're a Bengals fan. Your boys are at the top. We have it on pretty good authority that they are going to select Joe Burrow, and I think that is the expectation as well. How excited are you, my man? Oh, I mean, I couldn't couldn't be more excited. Uh, it's always good to start over. I'm I'm glad they kept AJ Green around for another year. That's probably um, right up there with how excited I am that they're getting Joe Burrow. And I'm gonna be honest, I was I was pretty high on on Tua prior to injuries. It just seems like it's been ankles, foots, and now the the, the gross hip. Um, I, I'm all in on Burrow. I, what what bothers me about this draft is I feel like writers and and analysts do this to where they create dialogues to boast up everyone else and I think it's a perfect example with Josh Allen but Josh Allen was like some stud and I watched him in a playoff game last year terrified terrified (laughs) and 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 I think people boasted him up for having this strong arm gunslinger strong arm like Elway Marino you know you're out here hearing Herbert's like the Nets Carson Wentz Carson Wentz had one of the best NFL years until he tore his ACL when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, he was on fire. So for them to be like, yeah, Herbert's Herbert is a, is a Carson Wentz. Tua it really could be a Drew Brees, okay? Probably, arguably the top five quarterback of all time. And then I hear Joe Burrow's like a Tony Romo who fumbles PATs. It, I, that's what bothers me the most about this. I'm all in on Burrow. He's got good size. I watched him tear up people um i mean i don't think oklahoma's defense was excellent i think clemson's was excellent and he made he had weapons let's not pretend like he doesn't no for sure but i'm sure like, he's gonna have weapons right i mean obviously that's the other thing it's not Bengals, gonna be those guys but he is going to the yeah. league so he's gonna play with dudes who are legit right i mean tyler boyd is a really good number two aj green let's see how healthy he is john ross has got to stay healthy but he can do things. And then there's a guy named Auden Tate that unless you follow the Bengals or Florida State, you're not going to know much about him. But he's a 6'5 stud, catches everything. So it's not like he's – and Joe Mixon is a top two, top three back in the AFC. Um, so he's not walking into a horrible situation. Andy Dalton's time had flamed out. I was a big, <laughs> Dalton, I was a big Dalton supporter. But, you know, at, at, to come full circle – um, to not go too far away, I I like Burrow. I'm all in on Burrow. Two of his injuries problems are my biggest worry. Um, I, 
I'm not taking anything away from his arm or um, his ability, but I what Joe Burrow did this last year is yeah filthy. And real quick before I let James and Hassan jump in, it's interesting when you hear the critiques. It's like I think the big one is the arm. And I remember I've seen a couple of videos, um, Mike Leach, who said his biggest things when you're evaluating quarterback, most important factors. And I, I actually think I agree with this. It's accuracy, decision-making, footwork, athleticism, and then you can put the arm talent last. Because I feel like there's so many dudes who can make the throw. But at the end of the day, if you're not accurate and if you don't make decisions well, then, then you're in trouble. Jimmy, what, what are your thoughts? Whose thoughts on Burrow, expectations? I think – I mean, I think we can leave the Burrow talk with what's already been said. I, I think he's – How do you feel about two? Head and shoulders – Mainly because Tua got hurt. I think there would definitely be more discussions about it, but because he's had injuries pretty much every single season of, of his college career. Now that that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to translate to the next level. Like he could figure it out and better doctors, whatever the situation. Like sometimes injuries are just Luck. freak, right. right? Unlucky. Um, I mean, if you're Miami. What else? What else are you taking at five? They just spent a crap ton in free agency. They have three other, sorry, two other first round picks. So why not? But the latest we're hearing is they're moving up. They're going to go tackle, right? No, not move up. That they're going to sit and go Herbert over Tua. Actually, yeah, that's what I, I did hear. I did hear that as well. Which is to me, regardless injuries. I don't understand I that. I can't get behind that. I mean, if we're being if we're being full transparent, I'm sure the four of us combined have watched five Herbert games. For sure, right? Um, but so, I, like for us, we've we've watched way more Tua. So I don't think it's fair for us to like completely compare the two. But if you just look at it face value, his stats where he went to school, the way he plays, what you hear about him being a little bit more low-key. Nine times out of ten, the NFL is going to take two over Herbert. So, if I if I had to bet, I think they'd still go Tua. My thing with Herbert is, like, I'm sure he can be good, and I think, like, the six-foot-five frame, the athleticism helps. Um, but it's like, I, I feel like he'd have to go to a situation – which I think Miami's well run. I mean, based off of what we've seen in the past year, they'd have to go, go into a situation where the offense, there's an identity that's established very clearly and very early, and they have to go all in and build around his specific skill set, right? Where I think Tua, you could plug and play a little bit. Like, I think that the Chargers, if anything, should move up and try and get him rather than Herbert. They have weapons. You find a good offensive coordinator, a good pass coordinator, someone that he can work with well with the guys that are – that are out wide um, in San Diego, sorry, LA, the other fifth LA team. Um, I don't know. I think that'd be a really interesting fit. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the Herbert, a lot of the Herbert love, a lot of the Herbert love comes from how easily he is, how, you know, he's had three different head coaches, three different systems, very coachable, um, picked up all the offenses, was the leader regardless of, you know, he started out in the spread. Then he went to, or spread option, they went to normal spread. Now he went all um, pistol, like very different um, for the limited I know about those offenses, but very coachable and didn't really 
never got wavered. Not saying that none of the other guys would do that, but that's where I think a lot of teams fall in love with them. <clears throat> if some do that. I I mean, I think Miami is blowing smoke and they're trying to get the Chargers to trade up if Herbert's their guy. I think Miami would go two over Herbert. What do you think? Do you think the Chargers? Do you? I mean, because they're one behind. Did you have the Chargers going with um, Herbert? That's what I mean. To me, West Coast, they're a pick behind Miami. Who, you know, if we're following the rumors, they were trying to trade every draft pick for the next decade to Cincy for Burrow and the number one pick, right? So, like, clearly they want a quarterback. The owner wants their quarterback. So. Right. So then if, you know, Burrow's obviously gone since he doesn't want whatever they're offering. So then it's Tua or Herbert. I would be very surprised if Miami chose Herbert. Like, just based on everything that we've already said and all the guys who say they know what they're talking about. I can't imagine them going Herbert over him. And I think. That could work out well where Tua goes there and then Herbert goes to play for the Chargers, sits a year behind Tyrod, maybe fights fights for some game. I don't know how, how that plays out, but more low-key. I mean, they, they're the second team in L.A. and neither team is really that popular there. And they have a lot of good weapons. I mean, if, if I was either one of them, I'd rather go to the Chargers, honestly, other than the coach being a bum. I take that back. I'd rather play for Flores. <laughs> Do we know anything about – I mean, I didn't watch a lot of um, Stanford this year. Is that where he went? Right, Bryce Love? Or do I have that wrong? Bryce Love is a running back? You're talking about Jordan Love? Jordan Love. <laughs> Utah. Wasn't he, wasn't he Utah? And you, what, yeah. you're, uh, and yep, you were listening to a couple of experts break down um, draft analysis. So, there you have it. How do we, so, how do we feel about Love? I haven't watched a single game. I saw some YouTube highlights. He seems like he can be fun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, what I saw, it looks like a guy who probably should sit. And everything that you read is like, I think like there's some upside and people like the size and the athleticism and like the ability. But um, everything that I read suggests that he should probably find a place that maybe should uh, sit behind a quarterback for a year. To so, Mike's right. point, that uh, the comparison thing that he was referencing where Burroughs Romo, love was Mahomes. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I left that out just because I it, it's one of those things where, like, Carson Palmer, I'm obviously a Bengals fan. He sat behind John Kitna. And Carlson, Carson Palmer was an absolute stud um, for the Bengals. So I, I, I think there's a lot of benefit. My thing is I don't think you need to sit guys as much anymore. But someone like him may, may do well. I mean, Jimmy G – I'm never going to be sold on people that didn't go to primetime program, like didn't play big time division one. I. I know you can look back in history where Jerry Rice and I, I don't know if they just fall in love with the, with the physique and say, this kid's good. Cause Josh Allen to me has been a, anybody in Buffalo who thinks they have a quarterback, which is everybody in the Buffalo should seek medical attention. <laughs> so everybody in Buffalo should seek medical attention. Seriously, though, right? Like, no, I mean, it's true. I mean, they they love him, right? It's brutal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the only thing I will say because I don't watch as much college as you, so I want to be 
mindful of my deficiencies is every year there seems to be a player who looks like what people think a quarterback should look like and gets drafted really high and then you just never hear from them again right like I feel like that that happens quite a lot and it isn't Herbert kind of sounding like that a little bit the thing with quarterbacks though and like I I, I agree with you is on if you go back and look at the history of the draft and like these dudes that get drafted in the first round, like half of these dudes don't work out. Right. And like the other, other, you know, 40% end up having okay careers. And then you, you hit on guys, right. The the stars once every three or four drafts really. So like, it doesn't work out. So, I mean, even even like the draft with like last year with, with, um, when you have Lamar, you had all those guys, Lamar go. And then before that you had Baker, like, half of those guys three of those guys right. might not work out and it's still a lot of unknown so yeah yeah i mean that that's my point right like you you kind of fall in love with the physique which is mitch what trubisky said. mitch trubisky right it's like so, hey this person looks like a quarterback sounds like a quarterback and feels like a quarterback instead of hey he actually played like a quarterback. you know what i mean like 100 no, it, it seems to happen quite a bit and and what 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 you guys have been talking, talking about herbert and what i've read about herbert is you know he still hasn't played in complex schemes and he's done a lot of dinking and dunking but he's big he has big hands and he's tall so you know somebody's going to take his, it's a classic nfl somebody's going to take him high and, and try and nurture him into something and hopefully he has that within him otherwise he won't hear from him again which kind of which kind of not to fast forward but brings me to the point where like for someone like cam newton to be unsigned right now like right i think a big part of that is the fact that uh with the corona, nobody can get their team doctors to give him a physical. Everyone's like worried about his foot. So right. They're not going to give him a big contract until they can actually get in front of him. That's, I didn't, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, actually, Gronk yesterday got a, um, uh, just sidetracking for a second, Gronk yesterday got a, they had to get a private doctor to do it because they couldn't get their team doctor yeah, he's out also there. In, he's also in Florida. So. No, he was in Boston. Wild, wild West out here, baby. <laughs> he was he was in Boston, so they just got a, a Boston doctor. They called him up and said, "Hey, we're you know we're we're the Tampa Bay Bucks. Can you please do a physical for?" That happened so quickly. Just all yeah. that it was like, oh wait, he's they're going to do a trade, and then the next thing you know, he was a buck. But we'll get to that later. I like to ask James likes to ask this question every now and then when we talk about quarterbacks. I don't know if he's going to like the question. Who do you if you had to go right now? Obviously, very early, but based off of what we know. Who would you have, if you had to make a bet on who ends up being the best out of all of these guys? Who would you go with? I mean, I think if you play the numbers, like you just said, 50% of them are going to be bust. Like as on said, you get obsessed with the guys who looked the part. You mentioned the qualities that people look for. To me, if you combine all that, the only two answers are two or yep. Right. Basically. And. From there, it's really – while the, that position is at a premium, the surrounding cast is just as important as, you know, we have a Pats fan on here with a test. Like, there's no Brady without Belichick and vice versa in the Pats. Blah, nope. Blah, 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 blah. So, like – Ultimate team sport. So, Miami has a, has a former Pats coach. They have an owner who's willing to spend money. They haven't been good in a long time, though. So, like, mixed bag there. Since he up and coming head coach, not the greatest run organization, but if there's anything they do have, they're yeah. they're pretty loyal. 
and Warren Sharp put a crazy stat up the other day how since he was like had the lead going into the fourth quarter, I want to say nine or ten times, like more than anybody, and ended up losing it last year. So, I mean, AJ hasn't been healthy in a while. I don't, I don't think since he's that far off. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'll always say this: it's never easy being the first overall pick. Um, a lot of times you can't live up to expectations regardless. I mean, Andrew Luck right. was as good at, like, number one overall, took over for Peyton Manning, went to a couple AFC Championships games. Like, that – I tell you what, as a Bengals fan, as sad as this sounds, if that happens for Burrow and we lose to Mahomes a couple times in AFC Championship, like, I'm – my next, my first kid's going to be named Joe. The second one may be Burrow. Like, I, I think – you have problems, man. With I an think. E E A U X. Yeah, right. Um, no, I, I think uh, I think the biggest thing is that as a Bengals fan, they're investing a lot more. They spent quite a bit this summer on defense or this this spring, um, and their offensive line is young, and they they're investing in that. So, I I thought the head coach had a really raw deal last year. I also thought Andy Dalton had a raw deal. Like there was just nothing they could have done. Um, messed up a lot, but if, if two is healthy, I, I would. I, Flores is a stud. It's hard to. I mean, he won with a really bad roster. Um, if we're going, if we're going, put it all on red or black. I'm, I'll say Burrow because health. I just, yeah. I don't. I'm. And I mean, we're just. It's fifty-fifty, right? I just. Yeah, I mean, I just like you bring up luck. Point flip. Yeah. yeah, you watch. He had the size. Burrow also had the size, but more importantly, and two of the same thing, you watch them, they, they make smart decisions, right? I mean, right. the only difference is, like, two, it does have a little bit of baggage with the injuries, whereas does Burrow have any? Right. You know, coach's son, Ohio kid, really, like, nothing really seems to phase him. Didn't give up when he didn't get his way at Ohio State. You know, so if it was if it was uh black or red, I'm, I'm going Burrow. Can or, I can I just can yeah. I just say if Tua is mostly healthy, can I qualify? Yeah. My answer is that is that not? I hope that's not too much of a cheat though. No. If Tua is mostly healthy, I think Tua is the highest upside. I think that's. I mean, again, just just on my basic knowledge of college football and having watched you know both of them in a limited capacity, something about Tua just kind of hit me like an intangible, like, you know, sometimes he just takes over and it's, it's kind of fun to watch. You know, he just, he just keeps hitting the hitting guys left, right. And Burrow's like that too. But I, I just feel like two has a little bit more upside, but if, if I was picking this draft because of the health, I would definitely pick Burr. No, I, th- I think that's fair. I, I listened to Lincoln, the, Lincoln, I listened Riley, to podcast. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley hasn't slept since the peach bowl, but continue. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, Mike. I, I would pick Burrow right now if I was if I was thinking I, I, of the draft. I love both of these guys. I think the Tua thing, um, like James said, if he had remained healthy, I think he he might be the number one pick because he can like he, I, I listened to a podcast today with Trent Dilfer, who's actually working with him and worked with him as he was going out of high school. Like he's kind of next level with some of like his ability to manipulate the secondary and look off guys and. Um, I don't know his arm talent too. Like he, he just throws yeah. a really nice ball, so I think a lot of that 
place until like you know when you're watching the eye test. So I, I probably right. win two with two, but I like Burrow a lot because Burrow, Burrow's got an arrogance and a and a and a chip on his shoulder that I think you're gonna need um, right. to be successful in that league. And I think it's just it's good to have. I, I like the dude a lot, and I think he's right. accurate too. So it's gonna be and correct me if I'm wrong. Watch. Correct me if I'm wrong. Two is a little more do- docile, right? Like personality wise, like more somber. No, like actually, I, more... I think he comes off as that, but uh, like from what I actually listened to yesterday, like he's actually a guy that other guys like surround themselves surround themselves with, and he's and, and attract themselves to. Like um, Henry Ruggs was actually undecided heading into the season, his freshman year. They all went to a camp. They got introduced to Tua because he, you know, from Miami or sorry, Hawaii. So it wasn't like right. in the circuit with these guys, and they spent five days with them, and it's just like everyone loved them as a dude and they right. I mean yeah so like Najee Harris ended up committing there Henry Ruggs um right. so I think no I think he's actually a pretty sound leader from everything that you hear so again right. what do I know but that's just through again what I hear so um two two guys later two later quarterbacks ESPN had best fits for two of our teams um Hurts to Green Bay, best fit for him. Eason to New England, best fit for him. Yeah. Ian, Mike, non non part or partisan, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on those two? Eason's going where? So they're, it's to not where, it's just best fit. They think best oh. place for Hurts is Green Bay, best place for Eason's New England. So I'll, I'm going to take this real quick. Uh, uh, Eason – Got beat out by Fromm, and I'm not nope. I'm not huge on Fromm. Eason, big arm, did well at Washington. Don't hate that with Belichick. I mean, when someone's known Belichick, I am the biggest Jalen Hurts fan. Uh, I think if anybody <coughs> can make themselves into a quarterback, just you know, there's questions on his throwing. I love him the way he handled himself at Alabama, the way he went to Oklahoma, and just. Always just kept saying, job's not done, job's not done. Mamba mentality, you know. Um, I love that fit, to be honest with you. Uh, I think if Hertz could learn under Rodgers for three years, two, however long, Rodgers, four years, that's – maybe they trade him. He, he could be right. Dak Prescott. Uh, he's, he's a stud. I love him. I definitely love him as a dude. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't take a first-round pick on him. Um, this is not first round. No, I'm just saying general. I'm, I'm also saying that because I think there's, like, I, I got hit up on Twitter. I think Marvin asked, like, first-round pick, Jalen Hurts. I think – I just don't think, like, first of all, that, that offense can just spit out numbers, and we're not really sure on – and obviously – they've gotten drafted, but we're not really sure about any of the Oklahoma guys up to this point. Right. So time will tell. I disagree on Murray. I mean, they went to, he went to a place that fits him and they wanted him and they got to co- I mean, he put up numbers, bro. Where? With a pretty crappy team. Kyler Murray. Arizona, you're saying? Or? Rookie of the year. No, he was, I mean, <laughs> I think we're still, like, I'm not going to, go rookie year and go all in on Murray. I think I'm, I'm just saying, okay to do I that. Mean, he right. put up really good, like, I don't want the Baker wash to fall over Tyler. Like, Arizona was trash, and he was really good with a rookie head coach. 
that's that's your opinion. I think I mean, he was I okay. Mean, I mean, I, I'm not. I still think like I'm not gonna ba- go off the rookie year and go. I'm all in on him. Like he could be bad this year. We've seen guys go up and down. So again, time will tell. I think that's just the way I'm looking at it. Um, I mean, same time. The other dude, the guy we're talking about, played in two different places. I just I think the way you think like comparing him with Murray and Baker because they went to the same school for a year. More so I, like, that that's just like more to so, me that doesn't make any sense. More so that offense spits out numbers and production. And so again, I'm, I'm I like the guy. I wouldn't be upset if they took him in the third or fourth round. Like if you're a Green Bay fan, he could be a good guy that can sit behind Rodgers for a few years. But um, I don't know how accurate he is or if he's that accurate. So that's all I'm saying. And that offense again. Three three guys in a row that have spit out ridiculous numbers, and I think some of that can be attributed to the offense they were playing in. Yeah, the kid coming now is going to be just as good. So, um, I, hard to go against Belichick, but I'm not not a huge huge on Easton. I thought he put up average numbers at Washington, where guys that were average put up great numbers there. So I like Hurts. Yeah, I'm actually with them. I'm. I'd rather we pick Hurts if if available, but I, I just I want our next quarterback to have some sort of scrambling ability, especially with the talent we have. Yeah, with our receiving group. So let's actually transition. I want to give you the floors on because I feel like you haven't had your moment yet on this podcast. Um, it's all good. <laughs> I can I I can I can play a secondary <laughs> once in a while. No, I I want to get you know. Three biggest needs, James had put this together, so I think this is, like, a good way to gauge what your team needs and what you're expecting them to – like, what direction they're going to go in the draft. Three biggest right. needs that your team needs and then, like, the two first, first and second round picks um, that you would like right. your, team, your team to do. Right. Um, so, so, the biggest need, which is quite obvious when you lose Tom Brady, in my opinion, is finding the next quarterback. Um, right now we have Stidham and Hoyer on the roster, and I'm not totally bought in on Stidham. Um, he, came, he actually came out for a game last year in a blowout and got benched um, in a blowout, and they had to pull Brady back out, uh, which was quite troubling even though he was a rookie. Um, but Stidham, Hoyer, in my opinion, shorter-term solutions, probably Stidham starting this year. Uh, and until we find the next guy, really, we can't say the rebuild is, you know, started in earnest. Um, so we're definitely going to be drafting a quarterback in this draft. Um, the second need is a defensive end, somebody who can provide pressure off the off the edge. This is actually something we had an issue with last year. We had to generate kind of an artificial pass rush using our, our inside linebackers. Um, and we actually had Cal Van Noy and um, – uh, Kyle Van Noy and Jamie Collins leave this year. So pass rush is going to be a major issue, uh, even though our secondary is quite talented. So definitely need to draft somebody who can who can get a little pressure on the quarterback uh, uh, from that defensive end position. Um, then the third thing is we actually, you know, Gronk kind of screwed us last year because he didn't sign, you know, he didn't sign with us till free agency had already started. Um, so we missed out on some interesting opportunities to bring in a tight end. So we were stuck with Izzo and Lacoste, who sucked, quite frankly. And they really couldn't pass. Uh, they really couldn't uh, couldn't run block, which is the first requirement of a Patriot tight end. So I would I would definitely put uh, 
tight end in there. I think that's a position we're going to draft maybe in the third or fourth round this year. Yeah. I'm interested. Um, there's a there's a guy, Isaiah Simmons, the kid out of Clemson who me right. looks like an alien. He's dropping in the draft, and I wonder if, if uh, Bill got in a position where he could get him if he tried up and grabbed him. I don't know if you've seen much of him, but I, he could be really good. Right. So the guys I had kind of listed out here, the position I really focused on was tight end because with QB, you really have no idea what Bill's going to do, so I didn't even try and crack that can open. Uh, but with tight end, I think, um, you know, I spoke with uh, – chatted with Mike a little bit about Cole Komet. Is that how you say it? Komet, I believe? Yeah, Cole Komet, yep. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's a, he's a number one tight end in this draft. Um, he's rated, a, you know, starter on day one kind of tight end. Seems like more like a, a receiving tight end than a run blocker, so that's the only thing that concerns me. But the, not, the name I'm seeing thrown around quite often, um, especially by the writers, is uh, Thaddeus Moss just because of his dad's connection with the Patriots. I think we're going to see – my prediction is a fourth-round pick we got for Gronk. We're going to spend on Thaddeus Moss if he's available because he can really run block. He's a big body. He's um, good. He's not very fast, but he's got great hands. So I think he's an actually – he's a fantastic fit for the Pats. If you know about how Bill drafts, he doesn't – he really stays away from, like, fast twitch guys who don't have skill. Like, it's definitely skill first, athleticism second. Um, and I think uh, Thaddeus Moss, you know, take, checks all those boxes. Nice, man. No, I, I – it's going to be interesting to see what they do this year um, and the route they take. I'm not really down for the whole tanking thing. I don't think Bill's going to do that – too old to do that. So, right. We'll be interesting. Right. I mean, I – you know, I, I, I think that having an expectation – to make the playoffs this year might be a little optimistic, but I, I don't think we're going to be 0-16. I think it'll be between a 7-9 and win team, in my opinion. Definitely. Green Bay? Green Bay. The Packers. You're not going to set them up, man? NFC, NFC runner-ups? First year head coach? <laughs> a lot of haters. Um... <laughs> No, if, if you would have told me they would have gotten that far last year, I don't even think they deserve to go that far. And what's funny, if Seattle doesn't – did they blow the lead or they almost came back week 17 against San Fran? Green Bay actually would have had home field advantage, which they, right, I think they, I think is they, crazy. I thought – It was the last play of the game. Seattle lost yeah. to San Fran. If yeah. Seattle won, Green Bay would have had home field, which yeah. I, I still don't think they would have beat San Fran, so – relevant uh biggest needs uh definitely number one is either between wide receiver or inside linebacker some things i'm reading are also d tackle uh other, other than kenny clark the defensive line was was pretty uh underwhelming stopping the run uh, linebackers, they were probably one of the worst groups in football last year, and they happily let Blake Martinez get paid like five or ten. He makes a lot of tackles, million though, right? dollars <laughs> from the New York Giants, which is uh, five or ten million too much for his <laughs> services. So, and, and then wide out, it was basically Devontae Adams and people you've never heard of. So, those are pretty tough explanatory. And then the uh, last one is offensive line depth because 
Um, the Packers have a tendency to not lock, not give guys multiple contracts. And pretty much everybody other than uh, the left tackle Bakhtiari is up after next year. So um, definitely a lot in influx there. In terms of who I'd want to see them get, I, I, I would like to see them get one of these six to eight wideouts that everybody's talking about. It really just, you know, they're late first round, so it really depends on how it shakes out. I wouldn't be shocked if it does end up six guys have already gone by the time we get to the Packers. Um, what I saw is them taking the TCU D-tackle, um, Ross Blacklock, which I, I wouldn't mind because there's, there's good value in the second round for wideouts as well. So, um, I think Jefferson, the kid out of LSU, I saw him in a mock, and he might fall pretty low. Um, yeah, it depends both. on the mock. Jefferson or Higgins also fell to them a T. few Higgins, times. Denzel Mims. Mims, du- DuVernay, Kyler Murray's cousin from Texas. ASU's Auk, but then I see one where he goes 16. So it's like, it just depends how much they love the guy or two guys that have fallen to them. And if it's not enough, they'll probably go D-tackle or inside linebacker and then go wide out second round. I did see Cam Akers to them in the second round, which I, I wouldn't mind. He was actually – FSU fell off, but – He took one of my guys. <laughs> they took – they uh, FSU was FSU was as high on Akers as they were on Dalvin Cook. Yeah. They just – the program kind of fell apart, and he was still a stud, which – most people would say Green Bay has two really good running backs, but both are on the last year of their rookie deal, and you see how yep. smart organizations don't overpay for running backs. So you could actually see Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams leave. Um, I'd be shocked if they let both leave, but I did see that for the pack in the second round. But definitely wide, <laughs> definitely wide out in the first two rounds. Hey, hey, just to give you a little history lesson, I was pissed. I think it was like 2014. I wanted Will Fuller or Laquan Treadwell. They went 21, 22. Bengals picked um, Tyler Boyd, and I was like, "Great, we get Tyler Boyd." <laughs> and uh, Laquan Treadwell is buns, and Will Fuller's a stud, but can never be healthy. So, right, the draft all works out. I mean, it seems like a, a great draft for wide receiver. Right, like it, it seems like a really deep. Oh yeah. there's multiple. I mean, your top four. What they, what they say though is, none, there's a chance that none of them are actually elite. They're just all really good. Which again, it's all. Gotcha. Yeah, there's no Julio. There's no Julio. I don't there's know. No Julio. There's no AJ. But what about Judy? There's a Chris there's Godwin. A talk around him, right? There's a Chris Godwin, a really good number two. For sure. There's a try a bunch yeah. of those. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you watch I mean, I, my thing with CD Lamb and Judy are elite, in my opinion. CD Lamb's a stud, and I actually every time you see the Clemson kid Higgins, he was a stud as well. I just yeah, he was a my concern, and it's not fair to hold it against the Alabama guys and LSU guys because you know they're still the one running their rally. They all have like really crazy their own qualities just when you play with all those guys together it's like right how do you how do you really them whereas higgins and cd were 
not by themselves, but like a legit stud number one and stood out as number ones. I think Ruggs might be a question mark. Like, I, I think I, Ruggs is going to be good, but I think he could be that question mark. I think Judy's legit. Like, going back to his freshman year, he would just make dudes look silly, and it happened a lot. I mean, he was better. He was better than Hollywood. Sorry to cut you off. He was better than Hollywood Brown. And Hollywood Brown went first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he's been good. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I think Judy's route running is just, like, next level. Um, Does he get drafted in the top ten? All the projections are saying none of them are going to go to, like, 12 or 14, and then they're just going to get rattled like off. Like, 10 through 20, yeah. they're probably all. Like, 10 through 30, they're all right. taken. So, I'll, I'll T. Higgins – um, stroke. You know they didn't do well in the bowl game. It killed their their corner starting cornerback struggled as well as uh, just. I mean Justin Ross was on the other side. That kid next year is definitely gonna come out. Um, but I, I'm with you. I, I I sometimes like the you know the Denzel Mims or um, Ayuk from ASU that kind of you know probably doesn't have a five star throwing on the ball. And it's still getting open like a Chris Godwin who came out of Penn State, but right. I don't know. I think you're uh, you're onto something. It'll it's definitely some good. You add depth to wide receivers and some guys that can catch four to five touchdowns. You know, some fantasy slot sleepers, <laughs> etc. Probably probably not an Odell in the lot. No. Yeah, no AJ Brown Odell. No way. No. Kelvin Benjamin. But can any <laughs> he had a good rookie can year? Any, he won me a fantasy championship. <laughs> can any of you guys give me a, a comp for Judy? Based if any of you guys are watching him more than I have. Ian's like Ian's is Jerry Wright. Wow. Is it is it really? A poor no, man, I mean a poor man's Jerry Rice. I don't think that's <laughs> if if you're gonna have one. If you're like, jeez, just <laughs> what? I think it's unfair. Maybe it's because, but very similar to Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, again, a poor, yeah. when I mean poor man, poor man's Jerry Rice means you can probably make a couple Pro Bowls, and you're gonna be. I, I think he could be a number one receiver. I just think he's really good. I don't think he has. You're right. We've been waiting for him to come out Dude, for three he, years. He made yep. guys look really silly, like running routes, like. I, he, right. he even when they lost to Clemson that that, that 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 I guess it was two years ago, he ran a post where he I, he just makes guys look dumb. To Ian's point, if your number one quality, if as like we talked about accuracy, decision making for QB, if you're a wide out, the one thing you want to have is that route running and the ability to get separation because right. that just makes it easier for everybody. Like obviously sometimes you have to make a hard catch, but like if you're gonna have one thing. It, if I was right. choosing, it would be that. I don't care what the 40 is. I don't care what the vert is. It would be that. And from everything we've heard, I mean, he, go, to Ian's point, going back to his freshman year, like he was head and yeah. shoulders in that quality. Yep. Got you. Whereas Ruggs is a speedster, and you look at the guys who are that fast, you know, not that that's fair, but none of them have really panned out at the wide position. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you, Mike? What do you, uh, outside of Burrow, who else? What do you want to see happen with your squad in the draft? You know, I sent you guys that the article where, like, it was three first rounders and a, 
and like next year's second or something for Burrow to move up for the Dolphins or something out of control. Um, I really think the Bengals free agency did a great job. They signed the highest page notes tackle to go next to Geno Atkins, who's probably on the downslope, but is still a top. I mean, he was all, he was all uh decade team at, at defensive tackle. So if you get two of the top five D tackles in the league, um, Carlos Dunlap's still doing well. Sam Hubbard, our D line is actually really, really good. I would love and I, at, to trade Dalton to the Patriots, slide back <laughs> in and get uh, Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Ooh, I like that. Uh, they need playing they GM, need, bro. Yeah, they need no. They need speed at linebacker. That's their biggest issue. Um, they had their own Blake Martinez, uh, a guy out of Utah State. Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he was absolute trash. He was absolute trash. Um, I think Murray is very, very quick. Um, obviously, they don't have perfect, so they're not very intimidating in the middle. Um, <laughs> no one's gonna I think die you start. I think you start game. there. You you continue to create competition on the O line. Uh, Billy Price was a draft pick two years ago that really hasn't panned out. Um, he's gonna try at guard. They had Michael Jordan last year, who's a tackle, and then they had Jonah Williams, who's a tackle from Alabama last year that never played. Yeah, um, tenth pick or ninth pick or eleventh pick. So, um, and then you continue to create some competition. If you don't trade up, you take Zach Bond out of. Uh, Wisconsin, he had 12 and a half sacks really fast. Would have to learn to cover, but at least someone that um, plays with speed. They've done a really good job with the secondary. Uh, if Dell Pitt's there, they'd probably pass on him. I've seen him falling. Uh, unfortunately, they'd probably have to pass on him. But I would like them to take someone that Burrow knows. So I would actually like Thaddeus Moss. Um, in in the third or fourth round, just like a Kobe Fleener going to Indianapolis with luck out of Stanford, that type of. So he um, has somebody that's smart. Yeah, just, and I think, I, you know, I, I don't think Dalton's going to be the day one starter. And if he isn't, it'd be nice for two guys to go out there together and kind of figure it out because they don't have Tyler Eifert. And then late in the draft, I wouldn't mind them getting a backup running back. Um. They, you know, they have Giovanni Bernard, but he's more of like a, a scat back. You play it slot, and, right? Um, I'd like another. I'm, I'm just always worried at running back because if when Mixon has tweaked the hamstring for two series, Giovanni Bernard cannot go between the tackles. He can't run between the guards. Um, that's my opinion. Uh, is it Bengals Mixon's, is it Mixon's contract here? It is. It is. I think they're going to lock him up, actually. Um, he's a stud. I, obviously, I'm very biased, but um, he he's an animal. He's fighting to get back to the line of scrimmage most of the year. He ran for, like, 1,000 yards in the last, like, seven games. You know, the first couple games, he was a fantasy nightmare. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I, it, it's one of those things where it's the beauty of being the – the worst team in the league, no matter who they take. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Is, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, for some of you guys, it's like, well, do what do we need? Ah, uh, somebody took. I don't care. <laughs> we need I a lot. Everyone's an upgrade, right? You know, so depth at linebacker, 
continuing to make the offensive line competitive and um, maybe an offensive weapon for um, Joe Burrow and and, and you go from there. Because there's a chance A.J.'s gone after this year. Um, So if you can get a – I I had this argument with my father. If Justin Jefferson's left in the second round, do you take him? Yeah, that's a good pick, man. He's not falling in the second round, man. Right, right. So it's – you know – We've crazy stuff's so, happened, but I, I don't know. So, Mike, Mike, the Pats don't pick between 23 and 87, but then we have three picks pretty quickly, 87, 98, and 100. I think they take Thaddeus Moss if he's available at either the 98 or the 100 slot. No. He, that might be a little early. So, so it, I mean, but the Pats don't pick between 23 and 87, but the weird thing is that's a little early, I'd imagine. I mean, if it's someone you like, it's never really enough. The Bengals yeah. actually took a tight end last year in the second round, and he he was not good. He struggled blocking. So, <laughs> I like that. Right. Moss is it, it, I don't even want to talk about it. Right. But um, <laughs> enough about the Bengals. We can go on to uh, the Tampa Bay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. All my friends are coming down here to join me. You all laughed. Tampa, Tampa Bay is the place to be. I went for a run on Bayshore the other day, waved at Tom. Um, Did he get cit- citation and kicked out? No, you can't see him. He's on. He's he's out farther. But uh, you know, Tom, if you're listening, um, there's some, you know, there's some good places. Kind of a hole in the wall bar. I like Ford Green Fields. Uh, good spot. You won't get noticed. A lot of the lightning coaches go there. Valrico, uh, Florida, or is this one down in uh... – This is in Tampa. Okay. This is downtown. Right around Emily. Uh Tom, if you're listening, pub's up. Tom, if you're listening uh, – Pub's up. You probably, he's probably <laughs> living at Burns, but um, <laughs> come, come see me at the current. I'd love to park your car. I don't know if pub's up make the TB12 diet. Yo, Gronk is going to crush – he might single-handedly – they'll just market him, bro, and just pay him to be at the bar because he might he – might <laughs> He'll be on, yep. He'll be on South Howard for sure. Yeah, South Howard's going to be a different animal. Um, hey, guys, wasn't wasn't Arians the win-or-lose-we-booze guy? Yeah, he's – everything, <laughs> everything you hear is just a pretty fun dude. Um, oh, God, so, Gronk's on leash. No, I, it's, it's actually – I'm really excited – the Bucks for the first time in my life, outside of maybe those – I don't even know if they really got that much press, though, back then when those defenses were good because they weren't, like, flashy, fun teams. They were just, like, sick defenses and Brad Johnson um, and work done. Bruh. They were in the NFC Championship how many years? Cup. There was no Twitter or Facebook. For Stop sure. It. Right. For sure. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks. Those guys were stopped. They were problems. Um, but no, this is this is a little different though. I mean, it's um, it's exciting. I can't wait. I'm definitely gonna go down for a game. Mom was calling me last night, see, seeing if I wanted to split season tickets. Mom, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Economy's not great. <laughs> Might hold off on that purchase. Um, but it's a, it's a fun thought. So, a couple of things that they really need. Um, they need offensive. They need an offensive lineman. A left tackle specifically. Um, there's a couple guys, Andrew Johnson out of Georgia, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I sat and watched their film tape and, and studied their their footwork. But he seems to be NFL ready from what you read. 
and then Josh Jones out of Houston. Both two guys that I think are on their board. Everything I've seen is those guys aren't falling to them. They're going Miki or whatever his name is. That's that's fine, too. Maybe they trade up and grab a tackle. Um, You never know. Regardless, they need a tackle. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, kid who played back at LSU. I think he's second-round pick. Um, Good pass catcher out of the backfield, something that Brady worked well with. I can't believe I'm still like Brady's a box quarterback. It's actually kind of wild. Um, that, no, that you can also protect the passer. That too, and, and he's just a good back, like solid, physical, in between the tackles guy, who who was really good for LSU last year. I also had Cam Akers if he's available. He could be a good pick for them to uh, team up with Ronald Jones because um, I do think Ronald Jones is solid. Um, I also wouldn't hate them going and getting the DB. Even in the first round, if they didn't go tackle, C.J. Henderson out of Florida, he's really good. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to get the other. I think it's Christian Fullerton. I might have butchered his name, but there's another cornerback from uh, LSU that's good. Delpit, probably not going to take him in the first round. And then the Ohio State kid is, is really good, and he's going to go top five from everything that I read. So those are the big three needs, offensive linemen. Um, DB and then running back probably is that last need that they need and then a couple of different options as far as who they can go with. So I'm, uh, I'm excited though. Um, Light, Arians, done a good job over the past two years, obviously. Um, the secondary is that, – that's what needs work. That front seven was fine. And so if they can get an offense that can sustain a little bit and, and keep the defense off the field and score points – I think they're going to have a shot to win the division at the, at the minimum. So, exciting times. I want your guys' opinion first on, on Gronk and, and him joining the Bucks and Brady. I'll start with you, Azam. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually curious. I mean, I mean, hey, we got a, we got a fourth-round pick out of it. He's going to do the Belichick will... take. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'll, I'll speak for it from, like, the Bucks' point of view. Um, what? I mean, I mean, Brady has – Brady has – Trust issues, right? Like, just like any great quarterback, right? So he's not going to walk in on day one and, you know, however good those guys are, it's going to take a little bit for him to sync up with them. And the one I was really worried about was O.J. Howard, right? Because he's a great athlete, but he's not a great route runner. And Brady is very OCD about the route you run. Um, So I actually think Gronk comes in and, and, you know, just helps push Tom's philosophy out to these other guys. You know, it can be a general for him on the field. I don't think he's going to play every down. I think you guys need to definitely bubble wrap him a little bit because he's always had health issues. I mean, that's why he retired at 30 years old. Um, but I think it's a great pickup. You know, what do you give up for? You you traded a, a, a seventh and for a fourth. Like, you know, that's you paid nothing. You got the greatest one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And, you know, at the very least, he can be a mentor. I love the guys on Twitter that are just like, Bree's old, Gronk's done. I saw someone tweet that. I think it might have been a former ESPN um, anchor. Hater. Brady's old. Gronk's banged up and, and, and past his prime, which is true. I, it might be. Evans is inconsistent. <laughs> what? And injured, which he does get injured. Arguably, best start to a wide receiver career other than Randy. Ever. Right. Inconsistent. Um, and then um, Goblin. Like, uh, um, it was just weird. I was like, all right, bro. Cool. Good shit. I like that. Some that's guys, definitely, that's definitely a Twitter take. Zag, bro. When everyone's zigging, some guy's got a zag. And, and he uh, he certainly did. So, 
Mike, how do you how 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 are you feeling about um, Gronk in Tampa? I mean, really, really think me and him will get along. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know what? Me and him it's, will get uh, along. It, I said it's, this earlier. I just I don't, the OJ Howard thing, man. He was like a really high rated tight end coming out, top ten pick, and uh, kind of strange to see. I think it was your seventeenth pick, but yeah, I agree. Gronk, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see the whole Bruce Arians doesn't use tight ends with Gronk. Um, That'll change. Yeah, it's Jadu. I mean, he's arguably the greatest tight end. And Tom Brady plays two tight end sets a lot, which I'm sure they a will. Lot. I'm also reading that like they're not just going to trade. They're not just going to flip OJ Howard just to flip him, like or get rid of him, like they're. Everyone that's connected is like they're not going to get rid of him unless they get a really nice package. Did Cameron Brait die? Him too. They have Cameron Brait. I'm confused. And he's good. He's legit. But he, he, he's definitely more of a red zone threat, though. He's not really an every down tight end. Cameron Brait was good, man. He's been good for a couple. Of years. I know, but he's definitely more of a specialist, right? Like, he, am I wrong about that? It, everything I've read about him is, he, you know, he's really a great tool guy in the tight end and in, in the red zone. He was also someone that Jameis liked to throw to a lot. So, right. I'll give you that. He liked throwing to anybody who put on quarterbacks. <laughs> Either color. Either Any color. <laughs> Anyone on that field, really. Except the Zebras. Yeah, 500. No, it's a no-brainer move. It'll be fun. Yeah. We're going unis? Take a charge. Let's go Mike. I want Mike's opinion on uh, – he liked them a lot. I think we all like him. Oh, the Chargers? The Bolts. The Chargers they, new threads. They, Them and Tampa Bay did the best, but the Chargers really killed it. I, I love the helmet. We'll start with the helmet. The helmet is sweet. Love the, love the lightning bolt with the uh, powder blue number. I'm a big fan of white helmets. They're... Powder blue is perfect. Not too much going on. Visible number. Simple pants. Boom. Throw in the retro gold or really bright yellow, I should say. Yeah. For alternate pants. Um, And then, you know, so they technically have four, two home jersey combinations with that. Just switching pants and two with the white. And then they have two different off blues that are both really cool. I it's similar to their their current color rush they had. It's like a, I guess a royal blue, and then there's a dark navy. That's sick. I think the dark seen, navy is awesome. Are um, you seeing the Are you seeing the different lightning bolt on the dark navy, like the darker? Yeah, on the on is, the helmet. Yeah, and then on the helmet they, it's a new it's a different sticker. So it's actually a different sticker on both the royal blue and the navy. Yeah. Um, the just difference is the inside of the bolts actually. Right. I don't know if it's like thunder or something, whatever it's supposed to be, but I, they they crushed it. Bengals have too much going on. I thought uh, Atlanta. Well, I'll let you guys do it, but too many teams now are doing too much. Um, the only team that really has the ability to do a lot and it doesn't look terrible is Seattle. They just have a funky. It just works for them, but it's it's the same reason why I like the Colts, the Bears, the Packers. Their jerseys are clean, um, so I I really think. Uh, the Chargers yeah. did it. No. Last time I saw these jerseys was Bernie Kosar losing in the freezer bowl for the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. Nin- <laughs> 1988 or 1984? I don't know. It's, I don't, funny, I don't... it's funny that you said teams do too much because they actually have 
the they probably have the most combos in the NFL now, but they did them all really well. And they like the different blues are callbacks to like different eras. Like the dark blue was when LT was there, and then the uh, royal was like the Dan Fouts era, like the royal blue, like you said, and then the powder that I think is their most popular go to. So yeah, I don't, I don't really have any nit nit nitpicks with theirs. It's too bad that they're playing eighth fiddle to every other LA team, but uh, yeah, right. <laughs> e. We'll let you go with your squad. A little bit of a callback to their glory days. I like it. No, I mean, the red one's fine. I really like – my favorite combo, I think, is the white jersey, white pants. I think that's going to be a really clean look. I like the new pewter jerseys, too. Um, so, I'm fine with it. It's so much better than what the hell they were – whatever they were wearing. Um, it was That was disgusting. The, like, the orange – it was just a bad, bad jersey. Um, and so, yep. new area. Tom Brady, um, no, I'm I'm big on them. So I, I just want to say those powder puff blues are that's an all time jersey for me. Just throw that in there. So the Chargers, yeah, yeah, no, those are, those are money, and they actually cleaned it up. Usually the lightning bolt is like in a stripe, and they went ahead and it's just a lightning bolt on the side. There's not like a stripe that's bordering it, which is actually like a little subtle. Subtle update. Yeah. Any 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 uh negatives on the Bucks? Mike said they were a little boring. No, I, I, you, I, there was a little bit of excitement, and it could just be that Tom Brady's in them, but it just looks like the same ones that Brad Johnson wore in the Super Bowl. Well, see, we're excited. I think there's just more excitement that we're not wearing the old ones, whatever the fuck we were. <laughs> yeah. So that's the man, excitement, man. You know what man. I mean? And those pewter – so Ray Allen. So we also have the 2008 NBA Finals on in the background, and it's hilarious. But we'll we'll talk about Paul that. Pierce was the best player on the planet during those playoffs. At me, just because he shit his pants. <laughs> no, he took yep. down LeBron and Kobe. Get out. No, but do you ever hear the rumor? All right, whatever. Yes, he took down LeBron with KG from a wheelchair. Oh God. Here we go. I didn't know that would bring out the LeBron apologist. You're right. I'm, I'm here. He's always there. When you have a bad take like that, yeah, I'm going to I've said that for the last decade. For two months, he was the best player in the world. He was playing he was, out of his mind. He was pretty good in that, uh, in that playoff he was series. Pretty crazy, bro. We just watched him block Kobe on the the freaking shot that nobody blocks Kobe on. Paul Pierce can barely jump over a piece of paper. All right, let's hear about the Patriots. Let's hear about yeah. What so, do think, what do we think of the uh, elementary school jerseys? Those stripes <laughs> suck. I mean, okay. So here's my I don't I don't love them. Okay, but I don't think they're as bad as we've we've said they are. And, and for the simple fact, we got rid of the silver pants that were very bad. I'm going to roast right. the guy when he's done. Go ahead. I'm sure you will. Um, they kept the silver helmet, which no one's a fan of. All right. That's that's a negative. I like the color of the blue. I think it's a great texture of blue, and, and the white is clean as well. Um, I like the bigger jersey numbers. I mean, my only retort to you guys about the stripe, and obviously it looks a little weird. It's like, why does it stop there? But, when you, like- actually, but when you see the actual jersey, there is a lining across the chest. 
where the st- where the stripe stops. Which again, for TV, doesn't really matter. But if you actually own the jersey, right, that lining actually shows you where the stripe stops. Which, which from above, kind of looks like racing stripes. So I mean, it is a little weird, no doubt. So I, I think when Ian says he doesn't like the like, the stripes aren't out of place. Football jerseys stripes go there. Like LSU's most synonymous. It just doesn't seem like they fit with, with those stripes. The thing I sent you guys. Or like a big taboo to like uni guys is the stripes need to match. Yep. Right. Can't so like it. they easily what they should have done is on the white jerseys make the stripes on the shoulder match the stripes going down the blue pants, and right. that would have fixed it right away. It's just right. like right. they just like stick out too much. And right. Like Mike it, said, the white white helmets would have looked really clean with those jerseys. There's no yeah. silver on the jersey, so like, why do you still have silver helmets? I, I that's the question I I was asking is if we like, could have redone the jersey, we could redone the helmets, and we did. Right. The silver helmet, silver pants looks good, even though they have all the other crap going on. But like, why do you still have a silver helmet if there's no silver on your jersey? That is the question. It makes no sense. As someone who's buying the jersey, I'm less concerned about that because I'm not wearing a helmet. But, yes, I completely understand what you're saying. Nobody wants to see you walk around in the jersey, okay? <laughs> Did you want to Any. give your thoughts? Unless it's on. Sorry. No, I, I think it's – I mean, I think it's it's an improvement. Is that fair? It's a slight improvement no, over – it's my... – I thought the old ones were boring, man. Got to go with the red – the red – the white helmet, oh, those were sick. Right. Yeah, the white helmet I agree with, 100%. Red red with the white helmet, white pants should be their home. And yeah, but the, they, Navy, the Navy should be alternate. I feel like they don't do that so they can they can pull the retro out every few years and sell a bunch of them. Yeah, I'm just uh, – I had the Browns. I mean, there's not much to talk about, but like Ian's Bucks, less is more. They they went they went old school. The only one I, I didn't like the brown all brown alternates because I the all brown ones they wear right now are actually their best ones, and they like took away the orange accents. So it's literally like just brown right. with orange numbers. Like that's it. Like it's the fifties or something. <laughs> it's really weird. Like Chicago high schools that run Bro- the triple option. Throwback to Jim Brown. Yeah. <laughs> but not even – like the, the home and away are throwbacks. They're clean. I like them. But the alternate, like if you're going to do something a little different, why not just wear the – you know you know which ones I'm talking about? Like the brown with the orange stripes. There's no white on them. Yeah, I like them. That should have been the third one. They basically <laughs> made those worse. That's – uh... Weird. That was the uh, jersey that uh, the last thing Mason Rudolph saw. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, Mason Rudolph, as we knew him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think Bolts, Bucks, big winners. Huge winners. Question, question for you guys Why don't the Pats have a third jersey? What I read is they're going to wait till next year when the NFL is going to change the white, the two helmet rules. So next year they'll be able to have. Gotcha. A white yeah. helmet and a silver helmet. And that's gotcha. when they're going to roll out the red jersey with gotcha. the pants. I, I hope they pull out the retro this year then. 
you know, just for one game. We'll see. MJ! The Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. First two episodes were phenomenal. The ratings were much better than TV folks anticipated. Over 6 million people tuned in for the first hour. I think just under six for the second hour. Um, I loved it. It's extremely well done. Um, you can see they take they took their time like telling this the right way. Oh yeah, they took their time. It's gonna it's come. It's, like it's, gonna be, it's gonna be great, uh, and I can't wait. It's um, early, and the excitement's already there. Yeah, I'm curious, Michael. I don't think I've ever talked. Like, did you ever go to any games? Like, do you so, remember? Yeah, I went to one. Um, and the sad thing is, is it was a preseason. Um, I remember, you know, I, when I moved to Chicago, I was five. So it was 97, um, 98. I do remember when he retired. I remember watching the first quarter of the jazz game with my dad and he made me go to bed. Um, but kind of a fun story. My dad saw Michael Jordan's worst career game. (laughs) He scored 10 points. Um, really? Yeah, Dennis Rodman outscored him. He, he he said he remembers it, and I want to say it was during the '72 win season. So, kind of crazy to think. Um, <laughs> you know, we I, we were just born maybe five years too late. You know, yeah. if we were 10, 11 years old, it would have been um, amazing. But I do remember even for 1998 going to um, kindergarten and them talking about you know Michael Jordan's last. Yeah, that shot and all that. Like these are Catholic school teachers, so they were. I, I still remember it. Um, that was before social media, so can only imagine now. What was your uh, like your favorite tidbit? So you took away, or maybe it was new stuff. Maybe it was yeah. just stuff that's been emphasized, maybe even more. If there's something I want everyone to know, is that they're kind of making it seem like Jordan took all the money from the rest of the team. Jordan was violently underpaid. Yep violently underpaid until about two years before that um he uh so this is something that the bulls have done for a long time and uh the craziest thing to me that i did not know um is i never knew that um michael jordan uh was put on a limit restriction in the playoffs. I never knew that. I never knew. I knew he hurt his foot, and that was, like, the only time they really struggled. That – I remember that. I remember when I, I fell in love with Michael Jordan when I was young. But I think uh, I think that's crazy. And I just love the fact that it was 17 minutes. 14. 14 minutes. Seven per half. But it was they had a stopwatch, they had a stopwatch on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, I never knew seven minutes. That I mean, today's NBA that should be that's two possessions. Yeah, yeah. he probably got two touch. But I just love that, uh, and I also didn't know Scottie Pippen. I I missed that growth spurt. I'm a tall man, but going from six two to six ten or whatever he is, that was six seven. Yeah, just killing the NAIA. That's awesome. I love that. Crazy. Well, the the craziest part about the minutes restriction thing, and they obviously showed us this for a reason, was Paxson hitting the. If Paxson doesn't hit that game winner, yep. you don't get to see him play the eighty six Celtics in the playoffs. That doesn't happen. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. That that whole year, I didn't really know much about. Right. But if he doesn't make that, you never get the Jordan Jesus game. When they show, when they were showing the, when they were showing the game one, I thought it was the sixty-three game, and then they're like forty-nine. I was like, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So the next game, he scores (laughs) sixty-three. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That was. It was awesome. I I can't wait for Sunday. What about you, John? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, it was – it's my favorite style of documentary where you don't have somebody narrating the actual – you know, the narrating in the background. It's just you're listening to people at the time and people now in interviews. So you're not really being led. You're kind of, you know, leading yourself, which is really cool. Former, Former Chicago resident. (laughs) <laughs> that was really funny too. I mean, that they, they they have a sense of humor in the documentary, which I like. Like, it's definitely not it's not too serious. As, you know, they make they make fun of crowds pretty well. Um, and the guys the guys who are doing the interviews today, you know, are, they picked the right guys. I thought some of the the UNC stuff was really cool. Yeah, it was. Because like, other than him hitting the shot, I didn't know anything about his days at UNC. Yeah, that's – I like James Worthy saying he was better than him for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Ian, what would you like? – Ian's mom because he's a LeBron guy, so. um, Look, so there was tanking and load management back in uh, 1986. But he didn't stand for it. You're not letting me finish. Um, I am, but I also like I, Michael Jordan was the first athlete that I ever – like basketball was my first love, and Michael Jordan was the first athlete that I ever really knew of um, through like Space Jam and just like Pops following basketball back then. So like I, I think the biggest thing is like I think this documentary is really going to depict his greatness. And like I think – all the kids that are like, like, we're like, like Mike just like Mike said, we're like five years, really too young to, to like, we would have been nine or 10 if we were born in 87, right. During like the end of that run. So like, we just kind of missed out on really like getting it, like the deal and like why he was so beloved, why the guys who ended up playing really like just were in love with them um, and looked up to him because I think we're going to get a really good picture and understanding like, there's a lot of guys now that say they're about winning, but that dude was really, really all about winning in a completely different way. And it's like, I watched that doc and I was like, damn, I want to be great. Like tomorrow. Like I was like motivated to like go out and do something. So like, I don't know. I think, I think that's going to like ring, ring true throughout the entire doc. Um, And then I think the other thing is just like, we think about athletes and like LeBron, like he gets regarded as the best athlete to ever play the sport. But like, Jordan was a freak, man, amongst those guys. Like, it, it was just like he was on a completely different playing field with his athleticism to go along with his skill and the way that he could, like, hang in the air. And he was really fast and quick, and his first step was ridiculous. So, stuff like I kind of knew already, but you really get to see it with some of this, like, film. So, Mike, I, I was actually allowed to stay up because I was on the West Coast for that game. Dang. Dirty dog. I remember that. Which game? His last one with the bull. 
Bob made you go to bed, man? That's weak. Are we five or six, man? I mean, what are you... Weak, Bob? It was summertime. It was summer, Mike. It happens. He probably had a... He probably had church camp. (laughs) (laughs) Something that would have done you well. (laughs) What about you, Jimmy? I, I mean... What Mike said, I just I piggybacked off Mike with the uh, the minutes thing. I just thought it was crazy that if Paxson doesn't make that, we don't even get the Boston game, which ended up being his career high, and still is the playoff all time high. Yeah. Just the other thing too is like Kraus, who was getting dragged, and probably rightfully so with the way things ended. Like he did a great job uh, of building a team around him pretty quickly. You didn't have to wait too long for a team. Like obviously the first go around got Pippen, got Horace Grant, some other pieces, and then they evolved, got Rodman instead for the back half. So he was in the league for two or three years and they drafted Pippen. They were in the playoffs in what, 88 and then 89. You put pieces around him, bro. No? I think, I, I think the way it was structured might have been misconstrued. Jeez. I mean, they made the playoffs at 30 and 52. Yeah. Like, they weren't that good yet. They made it look quicker. No, for sure. I'm, I guess for the – because you're right. I guess they were, like, bouncing back and forth. He would have been drafted in 84. Pippen got drafted in 87, right? And then He won in his seventh season. Right. Okay. But they were – I mean, it's in between – because like, they were contending with the Celtics and the Funk. That's fair. That's fair. For four years. That's fair. What's crazy <laughs> is that lineup he went against on the Celtics. Insane. But that was an all-time team. Yeah. All time. I mean, my, Michael played like that, and they still got swept. I saw Clyde Frazier. He he doubled down on his. You guys remember the comment he made about you can't. He's not seven foot. Yeah, right. you can't. You can't build a he team. He said, "I don't remember saying that, but I still feel that way." Doubled down on on his on his take, even though Jordan went on to win six. <laughs> he probably, he probably, he probably means at the time based on the information I had. What, you know what, what an idiot! But it was wrong. <laughs> right, of course it's wrong. What are you guys looking forward to? I, I can't wait to watch Rodman and, and the the Pistons stuff. Like, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That's definitely going to be fun. It's great. All of them. you know what you know what you know what's interesting to me is. How the hell basketball let, you know, just as a sport, let their greatest player leave the sport for multiple years to play baseball and then retire, you know, while he's still playing yeah, at so prime level? Did you, the first yeah. one, they basically made him retire. Yeah, the first right. One. He had to. But why? No, the NBA made him. The NBA not the Bulls. made him, bro. So, no, right, because because there was something weird going on, right? Gambling, bro. But like gambling, but. But come on, dude. Like, no, you no, don't, dude. His, I don't think you understand. His dad got became, killed, bro, because out. of gambling. Right? No. No? His, okay. He just found his dad dead. 
I thought he got they, shot. They, yeah, but it, it wasn't like that wasn't because of Jordan. I think like that's what they, they made said. Jordan go away for certain reasons for the league's good and his good. The first time around, I doubt that's going to come up. Right. No, I'm saying today. Don't you think they were trying just if say that happened to LeBron, right? Like, don't they just try and put that under the rug because they wanted LeBron to keep playing? Like, that's figure how, out a way to like bury it. Zon, what, bro? I'm just curious. I, I, how how was, are you gonna? If they were that afraid of it back then, how are you gonna get away with something now? Today's in today's world. Well, I mean, you you. You know the stuff they do with tabloids and stuff, right? Like you buy off stories and you own the IP and stuff. There, there, people do do that still, right? I'm just I, again, I don't know the issues. So I can't dude, really speak David directly. David Stern to did it. a pretty good job. If they wanted him to go away for a year and a half, I'd say it was probably a good move. Gotcha. That's really interesting. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought you were going towards my other tidbit, which was. I didn't realize, like, it seems like he would have kept playing. Right. Because the Bulls. Well, that, Krause, that was my point. Didn't, yeah, but you connected it to his first retirement, so that ruined your point. Like, I didn't know about the, like, I, again, it's murky, right? So, like, the fact that they, they, even if Phil won 82 games in the title, he wasn't going to come back, and that's why Jordan right. retired, I didn't know that. Right. Not because and he was. what's crazy dead. to me is, what's crazy to me is the sport as a whole like, how was there not an outroar that said, this is ridiculous, fire Krause immediately? You know what I mean? Like, these guys just won a championship. They should be allowed to defend it at the least, right? Like, I feel like today they would just get slammed on the coals if they did that. Yeah, by you and the angry Twitter mom. I mean, in this case, rightfully so. <laughs> Ego, man. Ego's, Ego's something else. Yeah, that's unbelievable to me. I mean, what's unbelievable is the guy won the scoring title the year before he retired. Like, that is insane. That is just insane. I mean, the dude would have won eight championships. I mean, you could make the argument he might have won more. I mean, you know, if he had played his whole career. But that's what's crazy to me is is how he only played those many years. It's kind of sad. That gives the uh, the Ians of the world the – Longevity right. argument, right? Well, do not you, the humans of the world. Give you somebody the argument, not me. I don't know do if I'm the... down with the idea of him winning eight championships. I just, I'm not. Maybe he could. If there's anybody that could do it, it would be him. But like, that, that's well, a... what? What two years are you adding? Right. Well, I guess at the back end. Well, it also because... changes everything. I, I mean, I agree with Ian. You can't. That's just a say lot. He's of, gonna do that's it. a lot of basketball, right. man, and like. He was spent after the first one. He probably needed to step away for other reasons, and I'm sure he was happy to step off the court because, like, even the Warriors doing their three-peat, they were fucking done. The Heat after their three-peat. It's impressive that he did two three-peats. That alone, to me, like, whenever people talk about the rings argument, like, it's not just the rings, man. It's one thing to win five times, six times. When you do three-peats, bro, two, I can't even fathom that. I can't, Question for you I guys: Does the, does the longevity Russell. argument survive if he if he retired because of Krause, not because of his body? But even the longevity argument, I don't even know how good it. Like he was still the best player in '98. Right, he was the that's best my player point. '87. So like he had he had over ten years. Like LeBron, right. LeBron had. Tw- I mean, if you want to go like 
07, where some people say that it's probably still Kobe in some respects too. Like LeBron after 07 through 18 and maybe even this season, like KD got in there too. So like, I don't even know the longevity argument. Well, works. I think it's just pure the stats, right? Right. Jordan played three years in college and only put right. 13 in the league. So like, You're saying LeBron's total stats versus – Right. That's where they go to. I hate that. He did it for like longer. Yeah, I, 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 think don't, it's, I don't like it either. I think it's impressive. Like, I think the stats 100%. are impressive, but I don't like that using as the sole purpose. I mean, it just means LeBron's been right. really good for a long time, but then like – So taken... Jordan. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But again, LeBron's played. I think it's impressive that LeBron's played as many minutes. He's top five in minutes played. Um, that's impressive, but I, again, I don't know. Like this game comes down to winning too, so you need to you need yep. to win. It's all about the chips, man. Some of the, comments, the end of the day, especially in that sport. The comments about him being the best player in the league in year two from some guys was crazy. Yeah, no. It's bro, for, bird and magic. Five five minutes five minutes into his what what was it his first workout with the Bulls where the coaches saw that he was probably the best player on the team. Bob Bob like, Knight Bob Knight saw it at that was crazy. Bob Knight saw right it at, at USA before he was ever drafted. Right now and said he's the best player on the team. Right, he said he's the best player in America. Bulls openly admitted they would have taken Olajuwon, which I think it's one of those situations where it's like you know. Good thing you did. Well, back then, the big guy was supreme. Right. right. And it's one of those things where, like, Bulls would have been all right with Olajuwon, right? Like, Olajuwon was – we're not talking about a scrub. Yeah. Right? So, um, I just – you're talking about some of the craziest – I I loved it. I, like, I, I'm sitting here, and you guys are – I'm listening to you guys talk, and I'm just thinking about all the things that could happen on Sunday. Like – I feel bad for Jerry Krause's family. Tell you that. <laughs> I don't. Let the hellfire rain. Let it come. Let it come. My dad. I mean, my dad. I'm not. His I'm not for long. that. Is on. Like again, all all accounts say he was like a good dude for the most part. It seems like he just again ego driven. I mean, and he did yeah. help build a one of the greatest dynasties, if not the greatest dynasty we've seen outside of the Celtics. Like, they did win I, six champions. Ian, there is an argument, though, that everything he did, again, I'm not going to get into it on this pod, but everything he did was pretty obvious. Like, there is actually a very good argument. I mean, that. I don't know if there's anything time. obvious about he traded up for, out of it. He and up I, for Pippen. Bro, Pippen, Pippen, after his workout, again, like this, this context, right, the two perspectives, apparently Pippen was a sure thing. Like he had guard skills and he was six seven man. Like th- there are a lot of reasons. Again, there are a lot of things I've 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 read about this week that said he's a little overrated because Jordan made him look that good. Who are we talking about, Pippen? No, Krause. Okay, because a few right. years Jordan was no. gone, people would, people like to say Pippen was the best player in the league. No, I, I, I thought you were saying again, Pippen's overrated. No, Pippen's it, a bad. It, it, being a GM, being, yeah, being a GM in up, basketball, trained up to take him. Yeah, and then they also still put in Horace Grant at the time, who was they drafted him, who was really good. And then he had, I mean, he went and took Dennis Rodman, who was their rival, and put him on the squad. So like, I don't know. Right, that was that was a great pickup. That 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 was definitely. Again, I'm just saying what I've read this week is, if you analyze each individual decision. They weren't like, 
you know, world changers. Like, like they were pretty in line with opinions at the time. Yeah, that's fair. It may, I mean, it makes and, for a great story because right. I think the, I think all four of us would agree. Like Kraus obviously did a phenomenal job, but right. And like Azan said, with Til the with end. the ego, with the ego thing, like if you're a GM, I, f- I mean. Easier said than done, I suppose. But, like, you should probably take that job knowing that no one's ever, ever going to give you more credit than the players. And you should never think you're more important than the players, which was right. MJ's point. Which Right. Did you, do you remember I what he said? Like, 100%. Do you remember what Kraus said? He said uh, organizations win championships, players don't. don't. Yes. He said specifically, players don't win championships, which in basketball is so false. Right, like in in baseball, that's one hundred percent true. But in basketball, that's still false. Yeah, I, I I think this guy he dug his own grave. Look, I'm not. Yep. You can't sit here and be like, I I just there's oh. a story where my dad met his uh, son-in-law, and um, he said, yeah. I, uh, was that that wedding? Was that what was it the the wedding that he didn't his daughter's wedding that he didn't invite? Uh, um, Phil Jackson do? No, Was it the no, same no, son-in-law? No. So we're just out, and he <laughs> says his family's involved with the Bulls. He's like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah. It's like, it's crazy times now without anybody, you know, struggling. He's like, well, you know, I'm sure. Is your family member going to be all right? He's like, well. He's like, what's his role? And, like, my dad wasn't, like, trying to pry, but the guy clearly didn't want to say. And he goes, my dad's Jerry Krause. And my dad was like, <laughs> got it. Or, excuse me, my father-in-law is Jerry Krause. <laughs> and my dad was just kind of like, right. Like it's fat, <laughs> fat Kendrick Perkins basketball shorts falling down in the middle of the game. Watching the OA finals. <laughs> how great um, how great was it being like MJ though? Like, hey, you gonna do layup lines with us? We'll lower the hoop. <laughs> like the fat pills, I love that. The diet pills. Oh yeah. <laughs> are those fat pills or diet pills? <laughs> oh, no, are those fat short. pills or short yeah. pills? Yeah, short pills. Oh, man. Actually, Skip Bayless had a good story um, about he apparently played a – and Skip was pretty pre- pretty clued in with, with Jordan, so I tend to believe it. Um, he said he played golf in a pro-am with, uh, with Jordan a few weeks after he announced his retirement. And he goes in the bunker, and he, he takes a three-wood into a fairway bunker, and Skip's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough shot. And he said, oh, don't worry. I just have to picture uh, Jerry Krause's face on the ball. No, there was Hit no love lost, man, between any of those Hit guys. It clean. It's amazing that he, like, told Phil, like, look, you can go 82-0 and and win the championship <laughs> and go, you know, what at the time, I guess it wouldn't be 16 in a row, but just go undefeated all the way and just know you're not coming back. And so, ah, that's just wild. I, I don't – Unbelievable. It's Ameri- I, I don't hey. know. For, I, I may butcher it. Some of that has to go on Reinsdorf, though. That's my, that's yes, that's I, what I was just going to say. Krause is getting all the hate, but, like, He's got the leash. No, I want. Yeah. I want to know, like, who? What are they gonna go at him or push at him? Like, at what point were you like, hey, maybe I shouldn't break up this all? Even if he's thinking about his pocket, right? Why would you want Jordan gone? What does that? Yeah, you got the best player ever on your squad, and he just won you a championship. This isn't happening Sick. again. So I, I want to squeeze everything out of this as I could. I don't know. I, I'm so confused by that, man. I can't wait to see more of it. So, this was a lot of fun. 
Um, anything else you want to cover? Is that we we good? Zom made a weird comment about baseball, but we'll save that for later. Sounds good. Well, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed this one. Draft talk, Jersey talk, little MJ talk, and we'll uh, we'll continue the MJ stuff because the comparisons are it's it's going to happen. There's nothing else to talk about these days. So the <laughs> the first take MJ Jordan segments uh, get ready for all of them. <laughs> it's all it's it's coming. So maybe maybe we'll we'll do one too because I, I still think it's. Even though it's, I think it's foregone, it's still fun to talk about. I heard we're going to have Fauci come on and talk about the Yankees next time. Yeah, we'll uh, be pending that, waiting on the email back. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if, uh, if, if Fauci's got some time to spare to hop on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he did steps. Yeah, no doubt. So, well, thanks again. Appreciate you listening. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. I don't want to – actually, you don't have to, but <laughs> – <laughs> We're not that great of a follow. Especially if your opinions suck. Yeah, right. So thanks again. We'll talk to you soon.